Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast. I'm super excited for today's episode with Grant Cardone. You guys already know, you've been waiting for it, and I cannot wait to deliver it. But real quick, I want to make another announcement because we've had something close to the belt that we've been holding back for a little bit now. And now that it's finally official, we want to go out, blast it, and share it with everyone. So make sure that you guys go to the Military Influencer Conference this year in Washington, D.C. because it's going to be epic. And the Active Duty Passive Income team is going to be giving the real estate track for the event. I'm super excited, man. Let's do it. All right? We are uh, we're going to have so much fun there. If you don't know what that event is, it's one of the largest entrepreneurial events out there, and it's specific for the military veteran community. We're going to have close to 1,000 folks out there, so you don't want to miss out, all right? And it gets even better. We've got a promo code for you, all right? A promo code. ADPI, all right, Alpha Delta Papa India. Make sure that you go, you know, check out on through the link that I have below. Uh, it's militaryinfluencerconference.com backslash register. You don't want to miss out, all right, because that promo code is going to give you 20% off. 20% off your tickets. That's huge, all right, especially now that they're still doing early bird pricing. Early bird pricing goes on until May 31st, so you don't want to miss out. Make sure that you guys grab a ticket. Make sure you let everybody who's around the Maryland, Virginia, D.C. area know about this. All right? They don't want to miss out on this event. It's going to be huge. It's going down September 8th through the 10th at the Washington Hilton. So, again, you don't want to miss out. All right? Awesome. So uh, let's go ahead and kick on the show with uh, Grant Cardone. I was fortunate enough to uh, have Eric Upchurch with me and uh, helping me out on the recording. So let's go ahead and kick it. I'm super excited for this episode. I know you are too. Let's do it. Hey, Freedom Fighters, welcome to the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast, the only place where military members, veterans, and their families learn how to build wealth through real estate investing. I'm your host, Mike Foster, and I'm here to show you how to stop wasting your benefits. Now get off your ass, step up to the firing line, and make ready for today's lesson. Shooter, stand by. A three and two, and a one and two, and a one and two. And <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? ADPI, how you doing? We got Uncle G in the house. Three and two, the foe. What's up, man? <laughs> What's going on, sir? How are you doing? I'm, re- I'm doing great. I'm doing, I'm doing better now that I'm on the phone with, uh, you know, on, on this interview with you guys. You guys are awesome, and I love what you're doing. Thank you, sir. And love the enthusiasm, by the way. You're going to get me all excited. Let's do this. Hey, if that's one thing, sir, we do it. We bring the enthusiasm because it's important, right? We're talking about an awesome topic and we're delivering to an awesome crowd and we know that you're going to motivate the heck out of them. So we got to do our best to motivate you, sir. Let's, Let's do this. God, man, I remember 10X Growth Conference this past year. I cannot even believe it. That was so electric. Yeah, that- yeah. How were your seats? Did you have some good seats? I had great seats, and there were seats you gave me. I was in that hero section. That was awesome. Right. Dude, that's awesome, man. Oh, man. So yeah. what was the feedback? You know, I, I haven't really gotten a lot of – I mean, people tell me it was great, but I've not, I've not talked to someone directly, uh, particularly uh, the vets that were there that we offer. I think a couple thousand vets were there, the first responders, firemen, policemen. And by the way, I appreciate your, your duty so much, you know, and your commitment to service. Um, what was the event like for you guys? It was absolutely electric. I mean, just the fact, first of all, just being there, right, amongst 35,000 hungry, fiery entrepreneurs, that was awesome. But then just seeing all these amazing keynote speakers giving all this amazing advice, I mean, to me, it was, it was absolutely intense. I had never, ever experienced anything like that before. Wow. So, so it was who, who was your favorite speaker? <sighs> That's going to be hard, but... No, dude, that ain't hard. You're supposed to say yeah, you. I'll say you, right? <laughs> I'll say you. Well, you know what? I got something for that later because I saw another side of you, Grant, that I did not see ever before. And I got to know you, I think, on a little deeper level. But, I mean, Steve Harvey touched me, man. And yeah, I, yeah. That, was, that was powerful. So I think he's going to be my, my favorite from that. 
That's we actually awesome. we actually added a team member that we met there who's now on our team doing a lot of our social media stuff. So that's that's pretty neat connection too. Uh, a lot of people tell us, hey, we added people, we hired people there. You know, you got a great grant. You bring a lot of people yeah. that, that are all like-minded and want the same thing. I, so I've had a number of people tell me they actually hired people while they were there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was awesome. It was an awesome. Okay, let's get let's get on to what you guys want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. you know, hey, I'll just kick it off by saying, um, you know, you, you and I spoke on the phone. You, you didn't see my mug, but um, I called in a few weeks ago on your show, on your Monday show, and uh, we talked about target acquisition for veterans who are transitioning. So, active duty passive income is is solely focused on um, you know creating this idea that you don't have to be you know stuck in a rut while you're in the military with your finances, and that when you transition out, there's something else better than just a military retirement on the outside. And and I believe that that comes through real estate investing. And so we talked about veteran suicide a little bit. I know that's a passionate uh, passion of yours as well, but. I really think that um, that real estate changed my life through target acquisition when I transitioned out. I found a new passion in mentorship of our service members. Um, you you so, traded your PTSD in for some ADPI. Right. And that's exactly that's right. I love that. That's, that's that, There's a quote that's for awesome. you. Holy cow. Dude, look, my whole life I've been told I, I, I didn't serve. Okay. It's one of the, the only, maybe one or two regrets I have in my life. One of them, if somebody asked me, what's your biggest regret? Do not serve in the military. Massive regret. Yeah. Because uh, I was thinking about doing it. I needed it. I needed the discipline. I needed the order. I needed somebody to be in control and I needed a mission. And what happened was, but I was scared, right? I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to get in there and I'm not going to be able to, you know, who, they're going to break me. Yeah. Right? And and a guy talked me out of it because he's like, you got flat feet, dude. They're not going to take you anyway. Right. Oh, thank yeah. God. Wow. Yeah. Oh, no. Put some Dr. Scholl's in there and you're good. But, but it's a, it was a huge regret for me. Right. And at the same time, people were labeling me OCD, um, uh, ADD, ADHD. Yeah. Like I've been labeled everything, right? right. And when, when I finally, I bought into a lot of it as, as an issue. And I'm not making light of this mental disease, the issue, the problems, what happens over there? What look trauma happens to a lot of people in a lot of different places in the Absolutely. world, not just in the military. Absolutely. Uh, but when I traded in my labels for dude, I'm going to be. You know what? I'm a, I'm going to trade my ADD in for some multiplication. I'm going to trade in my 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 uh, uh, my OCD thing. I'm going to trade in this this need to be great, this desire to be more into. Hey, I'm just obsessed with success syndrome, the OSS. <laughs> Putting labels on myself, right? So um, people, people have accused me my whole life of being too much. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to lean into too much because I think it's people that are too little trying to make wrong or too much. So, is, um, so I, I like this eight. I'm trading my PTSD for some ADPI. I love and that. Those of you that really truly have the PTSD, if you do have it, get you some ADPI to go with it. And then you got some PTSD with some ADPI and you're going to be a bad to the bone. <laughs> I love where your head's on on that. Oh, and I, I got to say, you know, I, I was diagnosed with PTSD. Um, you know, we, we, I lost 19 guys while I was in service and, you know, we had to bury a lot of those guys. I was in a special operations unit, but so where, where we're headed now, I'm actually just want to say, I'm thankful that you didn't go in the military because you, you never know. You could have been one of those guys. And then all of a sudden we don't have 10 X. We don't have uh, be obsessed or be average. We don't have Grant Cardone. So, um, you know, either way, I'm glad that your track. We're serving it. together now, man. That's exactly right. right. That yeah. is absolutely right, man. Yeah. And, and, you know, you know, I've talked to a lot of military guys. I got a lot of buddies that are in the military. The whole 10 X thing really vibes off with any, in anybody that's willing to take those kind of yep. personal risk. The 10 X thing really resonates with them. And, and, um, you know, the, the, the thing when a guy comes back from service or a gal comes back from service, I've had people tell me, dude, it's scarier here than it was there. Yeah. He's like, one guy told me, he's like, he, he really said it very eloquently. I was up at uh, Fort Bragg. I was speaking there, and then I left there and went up to the Pentagon and spoke there to, to uh, uh, mil uh, military in transition. And uh, this guy told me, he's like, coming back here, dude, I don't know the mission. Yeah. I don't know who the enemy is. I don't know the target. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know what we're doing every day. He's like, I got a job with a company. They don't, they don't even have a start time. 
the people there are negative about where they're working. Hmm. And, and he's like, there's nobody to follow. There's no leadership. And he was looking for leadership. He wasn't looking to be the leader. He was looking for a vehicle that he could get into and serve. And I, I think there's a mistake with a lot of companies that hire uh, vets that they're like, they're looking for leaders. And I'm like, dude, the, the biggest thing a military person has to me is a better quality than leadership. The best quality in a person is the ability to follow, not lead. Okay. True, Everybody wants to be the leader. Everybody wants to be the head honcho, but you, you, you head honchos don't win wars, man. Yeah. You want to hire somebody who's the right place, right time, right uniform, right attitude. It's right. somebody who you train to do so through the military. Yeah. And achieve, oh, you know, achieve the mission, right? You don't just yeah. do that with a leader. Like I, I don't even look at myself as a leader. I, I, if you guys were there at the conference and, and Dave, Mac, uh, John Maxwell was talking about leadership. Yep. I'm like, Dude, I, right. I don't even see myself as a leader. I, he's like, what do you see yourself as? A doer. I'm a frontline guy, dude. I'm out there. I'm out there sorting shit out. I'm the spy guy. I'm the, hey, reconnaissance. Send me in. Let's roll. You know, I'm the, I, want, I want to be in the game. And I don't see myself as a leader. And he's like, Grant, there's 34,000 people followed you here, man. That's it. That's it. And so, it's, cra- it's crazy because sometimes, you know, Grant, when you put your head down and you just commit to doing something, right, there are people that will follow you because they see the confidence. They yeah. love what, what, you, what you exude. I mean, you said something in that conference that spoke to me and still resonates to me today. It's be okay with having some pressure, right? Having pressure behind you is great. It's a good thing and you should welcome it. And that reminded me of, you know, my time, you know, standing watch with two hours of sleep, driving a ship with a hundred, you know, yards to either side. And it's, wow. and that's, you know, it's crazy, but you have to drive like that for miles and miles and you have to accomplish the mission, but it's okay because you know that you have your team around you, you're confident, you're just going to do it. And that's it, man. So I, I absolutely. Look, I perform best when I'm on alert, man. Yeah. And, and that this is the problem to me with America. America is, is a country without, uh, where, where, where the American people, particularly in the middle class, or, 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 or there's no threat in the environment. Yeah. Everything's a given. Everything's like, oh, no, I deserve to send my kids to school. I deserve health care. I deserve a house. Mm. You know, I deserve a job. I get to, right. I, I deserve to be happy. Dude, like, like, maybe you do deserve all that, but you're going to have to fight for it. You know, when you get down to urban America, you go to inner city Baltimore, those kids there, they don't think they deserve anything. They have to scrap and fight for everything they have. Also, when you go to the upper crust, okay, the, all the way to the top of the food chain, I don't mean rich people. I'm talking about the super wealthy. Dude, those people are scrappers. Yep. Okay, they fight for everything they have and fight to defend everything they've gotten, and they're doing whatever they can. Like, they're on alert all the time saying, hey, you ain't taking this from me. So I think in the middle, everybody in the middle, the 300 million people or whatever the number is, 280 million people in the middle – we, we take a lot of things for granted We do. Uh, when I think that we perform, we all perform best when we, we're under pressure Absolutely. and when there's some kind of threat in the environment. Yeah. And there's a, there's a great correlation between that and the military, the, the middle class you just described and the military, uh, the way we interact when we're under pressure, we perform. And the only things we can't control when we come home, the only things we don't have anymore are safety and control. When we're in service, we've got both of those things. Yeah. Right. So, so Grant, you mind if we ask you a little bit, just a very brief background and maybe how you learned to start investing in real estate? Yeah, so um, my dad died when I was 10 years old. And when my dad died, the next week, my mom sold the house that we were in. The house was paid for. My dad didn't believe in debt. Uh, he was a good dude, by the way. My dad, you know, he, he, uh, he was, it, it, based on everything in the environment, he was a very successful guy. Right. So... I mean, if if he was here today, I, I was ten years old when he died. So, uh, I would be he would be a hundred and should he be a hundred and two years old today? Amen. I'm sixty one, and you know if we were sitting around today having a drink, we'd be having a scotch or something. He'd be like, "Man, dude," <laughs> he's like, "You took it to another level." Yeah, I believe that, and that that'd be an awesome conversation to have with him. But mm. you know, the, the he died. I think it was a Thursday. He died. Literally Monday or Tuesday, the house was listed and it was sold like two or three weeks later. Wow. It was gone and it was paid for. So yeah. I didn't know it then. But now when I look back, I'm like, wow, man, that real estate, man, that, that house is not that house is not an asset. Mm. 
to that to my mom, that house was a liability. It was a threat. She sold the house. We downsized. We moved into the city. We had it was a great house on the lake in Lake Charles, Louisiana, mm. and uh, we we moved across from a from a uh, school, and uh, which looked like a prison to me. <laughs> yeah, to most kids it does. Fact. Yeah. Yeah, to the parents, it's like, no, it's my freedom. Send them to prison. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, and then, and then, you know that that was a that was a big, big message to me. You know that there's something about real estate I knew was special because my dad would shop it on the weekends. But then there was something I learned about. Wait a minute, that piece of real estate my mom had, which was premium real estate, it's probably worth two or three million dollars today in Lake Charles, which is a huge number. Dang. Um, my dad had finally achieved premium, unbelievable real estate, but my mom had to sell it the next day. Mm. Okay. So now that told me something, but it also told me something that my dad was looking at real estate all the time on the weekends and he was a stockbroker. So I've kind of had this real estate bug in me in weird ways. Right. Right. Um, so when I was 20, I guess, 27, 28, maybe 29 years old, I bought my first house. It was in Houston, Texas, a $78,000 house. I put three grand down, like most people, financed it with basically no money, told the bank I was going to live in it, turned around and rented it to somebody else. Um, now, what made you do that? Let me just interrupt you there. What made you do that? What, what, what light bulb came on and said, I need to rent this thing out? Well, because, because when I did the math, like I'm a math guy. Gotcha. I'm like, why would I pay for something if I don't have to? There you go. And I've always loved money, by the way. I've loved money since I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. Like, I have always loved money. Like, I, I have a fascination with money. Now, now, those of you out there like, oh, my God, I knew this guy was that kind of guy. Okay, <laughs> I love money. Okay, I'm going to give a damn T-shirt. I love money. <laughs> and I love money. By the way, I'm happier when I have more money. For all of you out there that, like, money won't make you happy. You ain't got any money. <laughs> you should not define your happiness based on the little bit of money you got. Okay, because I know people that make a million dollars. As soon as they get a million dollars, they're like, Grant, I'm unhappier now than I was when I, when I was broke. I said, bro, you still broke. Because a million dollars isn't any money. See, when you don't have any money, you can be happy. But when you got a million dollars and realize it's still no money. You need more. <laughs> you're like, fuck, I, I'm really unhappy now. Okay, I didn't have anything. I, I, you know, I'm unhappy. Now I got million and I'm not happy because, because the million dollars wasn't supposed to make you happy. Mm. It was supposed to make you secure. And then you realize that didn't happen either because a million dollars, once you do the math on a million bucks, you're like, see, when I did the math on my first rental property, I'm like, I'm making 200 bucks a month. In 12 months, I'll make $2,400. I put three grand down. I'm making 80% on my money. Cash flow. That's pretty good. And everything was good for six months. I thought I was going to be the next like real estate tycoon, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to the stars, man. I've, I've made it. <laughs> okay. Well, four months into the deal, the, the tenant moved out. Oh. And I'm man. like, oh, shit. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Face the first back. month, $600 goes away. That's what I collect. I collected like $800 positive cash flow in the first four months. Mm-hmm. 600 bucks a person. Boom. I'm, I'm back to $200. I'm like, Oh shit. Now I'm scared. Now I don't know anything. I don't know how to rent it. <clears throat> I don't know how to rent it. I don't know how to run an ad. <laughs> I don't know how to get it ready. I like, I don't, I know nothing. Right. And so I got scared. I put the house in the market. I had a job, right? So I can't do both of these things. Right. I put the thing on the market, sold the house, took like four months to sell it, broke even on the deal. And, uh, and I sat down and said, Hey, what, there's something I don't understand here. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and what most people do with real estate right there is they quit. I know a lot of people that have quit on one deal. That's very true. And when I sat down and realized what I had done wrong, because I'd read all these books about, I'd stu- I basically I'd studied people that had created fortunes in real estate. And what I realized was none of them had bought one door. They had all bought uh, multiple units at a time. Mm. So I started studying real estate, shopping real estate every weekend. I lived in Houston. I moved from Lake Charles to Houston. I was living in Houston at the time. And, and uh, every weekend I'd shop real estate, talk to brokers, look at deals. Took me three years to buy my next deal. And what was it? It was 38 units. Gotcha. Woo, man. It was $1.9 million, San uh-huh. Diego. 
I was terrified, man. I yeah. believe that. I was so scared. Now, did you have partners at that point, or were nope. you just going in? You were just scrapping no and saving and trying to figure it out. And, well, and yeah, I was working. My, I was 31, 32 years old. And I, I, you know, when I was shopping in Houston, I had looked at thousands of apartments. Right. I had underwritten hundreds and hundreds of deals, mm. and I never bought anything because I, I had, I had a little bit of money. By the way, I was making money at my job. I was working for myself from twenty nine to thirty one or thirty two. I was working for myself, so I was starting to pack away some money. And I've always been extremely frugal, man. No, no belts, no cars. Uh, you know, I mean, the only way I'm going to get an H belt, dude, one of those Hermes belts, even today, <laughs> dude, you're going to have to give me that fucking belt for me because I ain't no way I'm going to spend $800 on a belt. <laughs> okay. I don't care. I like, like, I don't know what tennis shoes do I have on right now? These shoes, these shoes are 49 bucks, dude. There's no, I'm not buying any Jordans. Now, if you want to give me some Jordans, I'll buy them. All right. <laughs> okay. But, but. So I, I, I was saving everything. I was working. I was working in a, in a business that produced cash. And I knew that every time I could collect a thousand bucks, I was going to be able to buy three or $4,000 worth of real estate. Right. Okay. Cause of the leverage of the loan and with multifamily. So uh, I was just stacking dough and this deal cost me 350 grand. I drove up and it was Vista, California. The place, the name of the place was Cedar Woods. I drove up. I said, oh, I'm buying this for sure. I knew it the second. I, th- this is a theme, by the way, that, that will then carry on for 30 years. Mm. Okay. I, as soon as I drove up, man, I said, I'm buying this for sure. It was instant. It was like, it was not even a, the, the color was right. The location was right. The driveway was right. Uh, the, the, the 1950, I already knew what I needed for a loan. I knew the, I knew the terms of the loan better than the bank did. There yeah, because you, you had spent the last three years doing all this underwriting, pre- preparing for the right thing. You just needed the right, right. The right deal in the right market. And, and, and I needed the right, the right amount of information. Yep. I needed the right amount of information with the right amount of courage, right? You know, you can be a good shot, dude, but it doesn't mean you'll squeeze the trigger. That is very true. Yep. So, very you know, you, you can be a fighter, but it doesn't mean you'll throw the right punch at the right time. Like, if you wait too long, you could be knocked out. Right. You right. could be the better fighter. Cold stone knocked out on the floor face down <laughs> because, because you didn't have, you didn't, you didn't know to, to hit. Right. Right. You weren't educated. Exactly. Three years that I looked at properties. I can't, I, I, I'm telling you guys, I missed millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of deals. Mm. Not only did I underwrite deals for three years, I tracked those deals to find out when they sold, who they sold to and the history of them. I'd watch them resell again. Oh, God damn. I could have bought that one. I was right on that one. Oh okay. man! Uh, that one I didn't need to hit. That one, if I'd have done it, it'd have been a big problem. Whatever, right? So there you go. Good. So I it created all this confidence, and, and so when I saw this uh, this deal, uh, this cedarwood deal, I knew right away. Oh yeah, this is this is the right deal. This is it. Good. And three hundred fifty thousand dollars down, I financed the million uh, six. It was one point nine million dollars. To me, to me, I was like, I'm buying, I'm buying a two million dollar piece of property for three hundred fifty grand. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was so mad to me, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, it was thirty two units. It was big enough, or thirty eight units. It was thirty. It, yeah, it was thirty eight units. And uh, I'm like, all I got to do is keep it. It cash flowed twelve percent the first year. Woo, nice. So my my three fifty made what. $442,000. So that was 3,500 bucks a month. I was making new money. I'm like, dude, this is, this is, this is the biz. Man. Crushing yeah, it, yeah. Man. yeah. So from there, you just, you just let it steamroll. And then some dude comes along a little later and says, Hey man, I want to buy your deal. And I'm like, how much? And, and I made, I made four or $5 million on that first deal. Oh man. Hey bro, I shouldn't have sold. I shouldn't have sold it. That deal's probably yeah, right. Million dollars, probably. Yeah. But I know, still, I know, Vista. Top. That's awesome. But, 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 you know, hogs go to slaughter, man. True, very yeah. true. And you took all that, despite all the challenges that you faced throughout that process. I mean, you were able to, you know, keep the fortitude, keep the determination, keep moving forward, and you found yeah. your deal. And yeah. you knew it when you found well, it. Well, I bought that deal. 
30 days later, I bought another deal. Okay. 60 days later, I bought another. I went, I think I went, it was 38, 48, 92. Was that one good broker or was that you hustling and finding different deals? It was was, uh, uh, one broker actually. Actually, it was a guy that worked for Marcus and Millichap and I convinced him to come work for me. Awesome. And I gave him, check it out, I gave him 20% of the upside of the deals. Oh. There you go. So he's coming back to you going, A, he closed, and B, there's a huge upside for me, so I'm going to get this guy all my deals going forward. He had to manage the deals. He had to manage the deals. He had to collect the dough, and if he stole one penny from me, I I was going to break the the agreement with him. When we sold those deals, I gave him 20% of everything above the 12 points. Yeah, so you want to talk about incentive. You guys listen to this. That's a that's a tell you what happened, dude. This guy, his name's Rudy Medina. Rudy, if you're listening, I hope you hear. <laughs> okay. Dumbass to the core. Okay. The guy quits calling me after four months showing me deals. I'm like, dude, why aren't you showing me deals? And he's like, well, man, you know, the market's expensive now. This is 25 years ago in San Diego. Okay? I could have bought everything I looked at, everything. Oh, I would be worth a billion dollars today without exaggeration. Um, he said, uh, yeah, everything's overpriced, right? I, I hung up the phone with him. There was a guy sitting across from me. He's like, if I do the same thing for you that Rudy does, because Rudy thought I was done. I was just getting started. I own, I own almost 6,000 apartments today. Wow. Okay. okay. He thought I was done after 38, 48, 92, whatever right. that. You know. thought you were in retirement mode, but you're just gearing up. Yeah. Dude, I, dude, I, was, I, was, I was in discovery mode. I was like an amoeba. Right. <laughs> that is well, awesome. Well, Rudy sees you all over everywhere now, so. He, he, yeah, yeah, he probably does. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, the reason I'm telling you guys that is, look, real estate, I, got, I had my, my grades in college were, like they were so low, I had to pay $500 to get it changed a point so I could get out. Wow. wow. Oh, my goodness. All right. I, I hated college. I had a drug problem from 15 years yeah. old to 25 years old. I was broke at 25 years old. Real estate bought that plane right there. I don't know if y'all can see it in the shot. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's a goddamn, that plane, this plane, these are companies buy planes like this, not people. Right. Okay. These are these, these kind of planes are reserved for Coca-Cola. I mean, it's crazy shit, dude. Real estate, learning about that real estate for three years, not stopping on that first deal, learning about real estate. I don't care what kind of problems you got. Whatever mental disease you got, dude, whatever hang up you got, whatever fatigue problems you got, everybody's got a damn problem. Okay. I got a million problems, but I haven't let any of them stop me from doing this real estate game. And they won't. The real estate game is something anybody can play. You don't need money to do this deal. You need courage and you need yeah. knowledge. You bet. That's right. That looks just like my plane 10 years from now. Dude, I'm going to sell you my plane. <laughs> just the model or, or the real one? <laughs> I just couldn't get in the room, bro. I got your name on it. I want to put, put your name on a seat. It sounds good. Hey, let's I'll do it. Let's I'll go be looking at, you, looking at you on the tarmac with your new bigger, bigger and better one. Yeah, with your 9,000 apartments, man. That is awesome, man. Yeah, I have more than 9,000 apartments. 10 years from now, I guarantee you, you guys come back and interview me 10 years from now. Let's do it. Guarantee you I'll have over 20,000 units. Woo! So, speaking speaking of, uh, Mr. Cardone, what is what, what do you think the importance of having a role model is in this industry? A mentor, somebody you can look up to and kind of somebody that can help bring you up with them. Yeah, I think it's really important that you get rid of most of the mentors you have. Mm. You want to talk about, yeah, elaborate on that one. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, y'all need to listen to me. Everybody's like, I need a mentor. I need a mentor. I need somebody to mentor. No, you already got too many. Oh, wow. Okay. You guys listen to too many people, man. You need to find one. You can't, you look, you can't follow three religions and be good at any one of them. Mm. Right? You got, you got to decide. You're going to listen to me or, or Kiyosaki. What's his name? Kiyosaki. Robert. Kiyosaki, Robert, yeah. You're going to listen to me or you're going to listen to, 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 uh, uh, my boy Zell, okay. Now, 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 Zell. You know, there was a time when you can listen to what's my boy's name? Zell, what? What is it? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, Sam, Sam Zell. Oh, Sam, Sam Zell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a bad, bad, bad man. I mean, he's a bad man. He's worth four or five billion dollars, but he's not in acquisition mode anymore. Okay. 
Kiyosaki. He, 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 he went from doing his rich dad, poor dad thing. Zell, right? Sam Zell. Yeah, yeah. He went, he went from that to, to education and he quit buying apartments. Like you got it. You got to look at where you're getting your data from and you're getting it from somebody that is active in the market doing deals or somebody that's just talking about doing deals that used to do deals that's kind of on the sidelines right now. Mm, interesting. Now, I want to see, I want to listen. If I'm going to be a quarterback, dude, I want to listen to Tom Brady now while he's on the hunt. Dude's still hungry. Right? Now, that's I mean, if, if I got to listen to Tony Romo or I got to listen to Tom Brady, you know, the, the fresher Tom is, Tom Romo, uh, Tony Romo is to the game, the more I can learn from him. But if I'm going to take one of their advices, I, if, 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 I, if I get data from two different points and it's counter, okay, one says do and one says don't, I'm not going to do anything because the information becomes a conflict. Right. So I remember, you know, this has a lot – I get really excited about this because my uncle, I didn't know this, but my uncle, who I wanted so badly to be my mentor – I kept thinking, because my dad died, I'm like, man, I hope Uncle J.E. comes and helps me out some. Hmm. He never came and helped me out. But I watched what he was doing, and it messed me up, dude, because he was buying Section 8 housing. Hmm. And he would he, he believed you buy low and you sell high. You guys have heard right. that, before, right? Yep, always. His whole career, he collected 40 houses. Hmm. He was the wealthiest family member uh, so he's like the patriarch. Did they call the patriarchs? Is that the man or the woman? The patriarchs, the, patriarchs the man. The, the, the man, right? Yep. So he's the he's the leader, not of his family, but all Cardones. Oh wow! Okay. You know, so every every family's got that guy that's the the Godfather, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and so this was my source of data. This was my point of stability. Section eight government housing, $400 rents, rent basically to the lower echelon of, of, of the marketplace, people that have to get government support. And, and he bought 40 houses, dude. He's got to go collect the rents, right? Mm. That, that, that screwed me up. Now I'm reading books about guys like Donald Bren. Donald Bren is one of the, probably the richest real estate guy in America today. He started with multifamily in Orange County. He bought it, built it, like massive. He owns Orange County. Like he 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 owns all of Orange County. John Wayne awesome. Airport, all that. Dude, he's worth billions of dollars. I'm gonna look him up. That's the I'm guy you need this. to study. Yeah. You can't study Donald Bren and my uncle and think that you're gonna make a move. I was studying the wrong guys. That's how I ended up in that first house, man. Mm with three grand down on a budget. Cause I thought I was buying it low. And, and the way to make real money in real estate is to never sell it. Right. Never have the government involved in it. Dude, if the government's involved in it, it's garbage real estate. Okay. You want, you want to own real estate that the wealthiest people in the world are bidding to buy. Mm. And, and so on mentorship, you guys need to decide who you're going to study, man. Who you're going to study? You're going to study millionaires? Or are you going to study people that don't worry about money anymore? That's a solid point. Because millionaires, millionaires worry about their money. Yeah, right. We all know a millionaire that's so tight, they squeeze the eagle. Eagle scream off a quarter. That's so true. That is so true. And, and you know, you, wrote, you highlight a really important point because, you know, I, I mean, I love it when you were talking about the folks that are not hungry anymore, right? They just go into hiding or they, they're not really in the game anymore. So they talk about what they used to be. Yeah. But the game changes all the time. I mean, oh. no, one, no one tells you that. No one needs to tell you that, Grant, right? It always changes. So if you're going after someone who's still in the game, who's still hustling, you know, the information that you're getting is fresh. And that's, that's valuable. That's more valuable than, you know, some I negotiated, I negotiated a deal yesterday. It was a $140 million deal. Woo. Nice. Yesterday, uh, yesterday. Today or yesterday? What did I say? Yeah, yesterday. I was on the deal last night, 6 o'clock at night. I'm like, dude, I'm tired of getting beat up in these deals every time, you know? <laughs> but, but, you know, and he's like, Grant, you're in control of a $140 million deal. Yeah. 
I said, yeah, you're right. Hold on a second. Let me, let me call you back. Let me come to my senses and call you back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was getting all jacked up about uh, what, what the guy, they wanted 400 grand. There was $400,000 we were fighting over. Now I know that seems like a lot of money and it is. <laughs> But when you're doing a, a deal for $40 million. That's yeah. nothing. That's nothing. Okay. <laughs> 400 grand should not mess up this deal one way or the other. I, my ego was getting tied up. Mm. And all that old messaging about, oh, no, no, no. You can't pay the 400. They need to pay it. Yeah. Okay. You need to beat them here. No, dude, you need to get control of this deal. Right. And, and I, I'm reminded myself of probably one of the, the, the smartest things I've ever heard in real estate was, you can't make money on a deal you don't own. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Okay. You don't own it. Dude, you don't own it. You can't make money. We've all played Monopoly before, and you're like, dude, as soon as somebody gets part place in Broadway, you're like, God damn it. <laughs> that's so and that, true. And that's always my nine-year-old son. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Nine-year-old son schooling daddy has a Monopoly? Yeah, what? What? <laughs> That's cool, man. Great. Yeah, so, so, so a lot of that is, it comes down to me, what you were speaking about, it sounds like focus. So on mentorship and when you're going into something, picking, picking one path, picking one person, picking one system without, without all the squirrels out there, you're just focusing on one thing and using, leveraging the momentum and just keep going. Never quit, never stop. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what, what, what animal of the jungle do you want to study? You know, you brought up the squirrel. Is it the squirrel, the monkey, the lion, the tiger, the jaguar? I mean, pick one, dude. Maybe it's a whale. I don't know. Whale's an animal. <laughs> I like whales. They eat krill. Big apple. <laughs> a lot of people want to be a shark. My friend Damon John's like, he's, he's like, I'm a shark. I said, well, that's good. I'm a fucking humpback whale. <laughs> okay, there's not one report of a shark ever eating a humpback. Right, yeah, there you go. So, so you know, what do you want to be, man? What, what in, in the food chain... You guys get to decide. Everybody gets to decide what they want to be. In real estate, unlike the military, in real estate, I get to decide whether I want to be a buyer, the broker, the agent, title person. In the military, they probably tell you what you're going to be. Yeah. Right. But out of the military, you know what I want to be? I don't want to be a shark or a lion. I want to be a badass former service member who is disciplined, focused, and driven like nobody else. Yeah. Amen. There you oh, go. No, no shark can touch me. No yeah. lion can touch me. And no humpback whale can touch me. Yeah, yeah, but we can we could play together. That's right. <laughs> we, we can do the dance. We'll be doing the dance on the tarmac in our jets in ten years. I love it, dude. I love it. I can't. I don't even know why we got to wait so long. That's awesome. Yeah, why are we wait so That's long? True. Hey, let's do it next week. Come on, let's, let's go. Let's let's ten x that timeline, huh? Ten x it, baby. Right. So, uh, so Grant, what's that? What's that to your left, man? I see you got something little, uh, a little sign up there. Is that your Cardone University? No, this, this right here is uh, this right here is our real estate home study course. Word. The ten thousand dollar course, uh, sixty hours on video. Like if any of you want, you know the way I, I buy real estate in a very, very unique way. And um, people have asked me to. You know, there a lot of people actually that partner with me at Cardone Capital. They're actually invested with me. They're like, hey, man, can you put a program together where I can study what you're doing? And so this was shot, I think it's 60 plus hours of video, audio program, home study course, our due diligence, our LOI, our PL, our purchase and sale agreements, uh, uh, resource manuals, uh, brokers all over the countries I've done deals with. So you could, because one of the hardest things with real estate is who do I even call to get a deal? Sure. That's true. What, what's the right deal? What's the right size deal? Where does the money come from? Where do the lenders come from? How do I raise money? So I've done all that stuff. Um, when I didn't have money to do a deal, I've raised money to do deals. I raised $180 million in 18 months. Woo. Nice. Using, using Facebook and Instagram. So, yeah. um, Outstanding. Is it? Is that a? Is Cardone Capital? So is that a Reg A plus? Is that a fund yeah. that you can? Yeah, it's Reg A plus, and yeah. it's also Reg D. So, okay. so either one accredited, sure. Now, for any any of your peeps, man, any of your peeps that don't, they don't have ten grand sitting around, they don't want to invest that. Uh, if you go, you can grab this book for free. Right. I don't know if you guys could see this, but yeah, you're giving it away. Just yeah. uh, cost of shipping, right? And then, um, or you can get it on Amazon too. Yeah, yeah. Pay, or you can go to Amazon and buy it there. You know, they'll yeah. take you seventeen bucks. Word. We'll have links to that in the show notes page, guys. So make sure you check the check out, uh, check that yeah, out. Yeah, I think it's cardonecapital.com forward slash book. Okay. Perfect. 
it tells you the perfect size first deal that you should buy and how to evaluate it. It's, it's an awesome, easy read for, for a start starting a real estate person. You okay. know, so another thing, so while we're on that topic, I think that um, it's interesting, our, our audience is very actively engaged most of the time, right? So you have either veterans or active duty people. And so active duty passive income, you know, is kind of the premise of you got a W-2 and it's serving our country, right? So investing in, say, a Reg A plus or, or uh, I mean, obviously military members aren't going to qualify for a credit as an accredited investor unless they got a side hustle going. But, um, but I, I feel like that passive side of it being an investor just to get past that point of, of I need to invest in something. I need to do something. I need to get some return, some experience, right? Well, you should. I mean, I think that I created, I created um, Cardone Capital for Reg A investors. Uh, I've been collecting money from wealthy people for, I don't know, the last five or six years. My buddies that actually don't need money, but they're like, dude, I don't have time. I'm making, you know, these guys are making a lot of money and they're like, I don't have time to do these real estate deals. Can I throw a million in with you here or 200 grand there or whatever? I'm like, yeah, sure. So um, I created the Reg A for people, actually have family members that don't qualify to invest with me in my Reg D fund. So we created Reg A so employees that work for me, they don't make 200 grand a year. But they wanted to invest with me, right? It's a it's a great way to show employees uh, um, an opportunity for their money to start earning money. These fund these these real estate deals, you know, while everybody can learn about real estate, not everybody's got the time to go do them. Very exactly. True. Yeah. Very true. So if you're, you know, you got two kids at home and you're a single mother, you're waiting tables, or you're a teacher or nurse. The last thing you're not going to get home, take, put two kids, feed them, put them down and then have time to go flip a house or whatever it is. Yeah. Can't do that. Not real. So really I created that fun. Um, for, for, you know, a guy told me one day, he's like, you know, your mother, if you're, my, my mom was my best friend, your mother couldn't even, even invest in the funds you have set up. And I'm like, that's a dance. How did, how did that hit you when you heard that? Wow. Crush me, bro. It crushed me because I remember when I was 10 years old, my mom always being fearful after my dad died of somebody taking advantage of her. Yeah. Mm. And even when she would call the, 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 my dad was a stockbroker. She would call Bobby at the stockbroker. Hey, Bobby, what should I buy? She was worried Bobby was taking advantage of her. Yeah. So wow. you know, my, mom, my mom basically got, my mom never invested in real estate. She didn't, she didn't, she knew it would be a good thing, but she didn't know how to do it. Yeah, she didn't right. know what your dad knew. She, she didn't know. She didn't know how am I going to go collect the rents? This is a 1950. This is a 1968 woman. You know, this is a back when women. You know, it just is a different deal. They were housewives and and mothers. But even today, like my my sister, my wife's sister, she bought a fourplex in Oakland, and then found out she couldn't collect the rents. So the passion, the, the passion behind behind Cardone Capital was was really from thinking of your mom's ability to invest and to make money work for her. I got a lot of buddies that are ex-military. I got police friends. I got firemen. You know, right. I, I know thirty four thousand people came to that stadium. Thirty three thousand of them are not accredited. Yep. That's true. I got people screaming at me saying, dude, you say you're all for the little guy, but you you only take money from your rich friends. And so that's really why we yeah. opened that fund up. Yeah, it makes sense. And and it was uh it was inter- it's been an interesting journey for me too, because the SEC did not want me to have that the the ability to raise money from reg mm-hmm. from everyday people. Right. Not that the SEC doesn't want me to have that ability. It's really Wall Street doesn't want me. <laughs> That habit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Wall Street, Wall Street is who dictates the SEC. That makes sense. All that for capital the, sitting up there. Yeah. For our, our for our listeners who don't understand what Reg A Plus is, it's basically just you have to be more transparent on the front side with the SEC on what you're doing, what the fund is, what you're investing in, everything up front so that right. people who are not accredited or not sophisticated investors can invest with smaller money. So you think of it as, as crowdfunding essentially, right? Exactly. Smaller pools of money. So just, just wanted to clarify that for our audience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because when we filed with the SEC and explained our story to them, they're like, well, wait a minute, explain this again. You buy the deal. 
I said, look, man, I, guys, I'm not raising money and buying deals. Yep. I buy the deal with my own money. Exactly. Yeah. And then I fill it up with renters. I've already got a loan. It's already cash flowing. Then we let, let people come in. Yep. Right. Yeah, that makes so, sense. These, these are massive deals. Like that deal I told you I was negotiating last night. It's $140 million. That deal, I will put $50 million down of my money. Wow. I'm going to finance $91 million. Remember my first deal? My first deal was 350 grand down. Yeah, exactly. For a 1.9 okay. million deal. Remember what I said a few minutes ago about me and this guy arguing about 400 grand? Yeah, right. Yeah. That's we crazy. Talking about more money than the first, my first deal cost in a down payment. Right. But so, you can't make money on a deal you don't own. Can't make money on a deal you don't own. And I got two people trying to buy this deal right now. All right. Yeah. So I'll, put, I'll put the $50 million down. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll close the loan, close the property, make sure it cash flows, and then we'll announce, hey, would you like to invest with me? Yeah. At which point... Somebody with five grand could fill out the paperwork, tell me that they're non-accredited and check all the boxes. It's at cardonecapital.com. They could send in their five grand. Then we'll, we'll decide whether we want them to, to be in our deal or not. And if, sure. if they know, then we send them the money back. One thing you got to have to invest with me is you got to have a good attitude. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, because I, I mean, I was on the phone with a guy yesterday. I'm like, dude, dude, don't do this with me. Yeah. Too many questions, bro. Yeah. Too many questions, right? Well, that, that's one of the drawbacks of a Reg A plus uh, or even a, um, a 506B when you're taking sophisticated investors, non-accredited, is that um, you know, they, they may be asking a lot more questions. There's nothing wrong with asking questions. Don't get me wrong. It's just for the you know, X amount of dollars they put into the deal, it's, your whole team is answering questions for them day in, day out, and it's, investor right. relationship is tough. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm willing to do that. But like I keep telling the guy, I'm like, God, look, go read what what you gotta read. That's yeah. true. That's so yeah, true. You want to just spend time with my team on the phone, that's fine, but you need to go get your own confidence. I don't want right. people coming into the fund. First of all, I don't want your last five thousand. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, sure. I don't want I don't want you to go borrow money to do this. No. But but people should, unfortunately in America, this is what I found out in the last eight months. The real estate that most Americans invest in is the leftovers. It's the garbage. Mm. I, didn't, I didn't even know this the first 10 or 15 years I was buying real estate. Most of the real estate being purchased for flips, wholesaling, and even income property, most of it is, is the, 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 what, no, what nobody at the top of the food chain wants. Yeah, so smart, smaller margins, less meat on the bone been sitting on loop net for nine months. Nobody wants it. Still a bad deal. That type of thing. Yeah. Or, or you know, there might be a lot of meat on the bone. It appears to be a lot of meat on the bone, but some of that meat has got some toxicity in it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, you know, we've, we're in a deal right now because we're investors. We're at, we're actively, I closed on a 212 unit recently and 129 units under contract. And it's like, we found under discovery on due diligence that it was a little, it was a little, a uh, little hairier than we thought it was. That thing had a lot. A lot. It's got hair under the arms on the, <laughs> arm, <laughs> on the back. Yep. All over, hair, man. It's own hair. It's so crazy. Grant, you know, talking about um, barrier to entry. I love the, you know, the reggae plus gives guys, especially, I mean, guys like our, our community, the, the 2 million veterans and, and, um, and active duty service members out there gives them a, a lower barrier to entry. So the reggae plus is great. Same reason that we, that we wrote this book, um, you know, military house hacking. It's really just a way to get our, our, um, our service members to start thinking about right. taking that action. Just, you can do it and here's how you can do it. And it's not that scary. We really simplify the process. So low barrier to entry for guys who have an active job, Mm -hmm. They want to create passive income. And now, you know, with reggae pluses that you're doing at Cardone Capital and with ADPI, I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of ways that we can get in there and help these guys out. So appreciate exactly. that. Everybody should have some passive income. I don't care if it's $37 a month. You bet. Dude, you, 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 the way to start with your passive income is to get your first drip going. Warren, Warren Buffett says anybody that doesn't, doesn't create a second flow of income will die at a job, will die at a job. And never create financial security for your household. The only way to create financial security is not to get rich. It's not because of a good salary. It is to create, is to make sure you have a stable, 
second flow of monthly income, not quarterly income, every month income. So you want that drip coming in because one drip, dude, it's like having a leak in your house. Okay. If it leaks, dude, it's going to get bigger. Yep. <laughs> that is very true. So, so you can have a positive leak. You know, you can have, a, if you pick the right partner and get a little drip going, $37, $37, $37, you get that for about 24 months. The next thing you know, boom, it's $45. It doesn't seem like a bunch, but it pays for some groceries. But and it's only true. held down by the amount of money that you invest. Mm. You know, right, right now in America, uh, there's over $5 trillion sitting in banks. There's $5 trillion sitting in equity. And there's about $8 trillion sitting in mutual funds. None of that money is paying people on a monthly basis. Nope. That's, that's uh, some $18 trillion sitting dead that should be invested. Shouldn't be equity in your house. Nope, nobody watching this show right now should own a home in America. I've heard you say that a lot of times. Mm. Nobody. Yeah. Pay you, dude. The only thing you should have money in is something that pays you. You shouldn't have money in the bank. They don't pay you. And you shouldn't have money in mutual funds because when this thing rolls over, okay, you're, 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 you're going to lose your money. You should only be in investments. I would, the only advice I would give Americans today, particularly a vet, man, you've already paid too big a price, guys. You know? That's so true, man. The, the, the only thing you should have your money in is real assets that produce cash flow on a monthly basis. That is so yeah. true. Absolutely and, true, man. And simultaneously converting employment income to investment income. Totally. Yeah, right. Just keep, keep it building. Keep it building. And with, with the goal that your passive income is greater than your earned income. You bet. Right. Exactly. And you, can, and you, then you, then you can fire your boss. That, <laughs> that is so true. Grant, man, there's so many awesome uh, nuggets, man. I, one last thing I really want to talk about, because I know this is going to hit home for a lot of our, you know, either dual military or military out there with spouses. You know, can you just talk real quick, right, to the importance of having a cohesive unit at home? I know Elena hit this really hard at your conference. And it just, I mean, I know it shed a tear for me and everyone else that was near me, man. But You, got, you guys got to get everybody on the same page, man. It's got to be one mission. Yeah. You know, you got to have one mission. You know, and, and, and you got to get rid of everything that's deterrent to the mission. Mm. You know, you, you wouldn't, you know, you don't go on a military campaign to buy a house. Like, you sell everything. You sell everything and you, you put all your investment in food, water, and ammo and equipment. America is, is <laughs> we don't have any equipment, dude, to fight anything. Everybody runs to their house. You know, it's interesting to me when 9-11 happened, when you guys went over there and you freaking geared up, you know what most Americans did? They went and bought a house. If you look at the spike of housing in America, right after 9-11, housing spiked in this country. It wasn't because interest rates went down. It's because Americans took their money out of the banks and said, shit, if we're going down, I'm going to do it just with the family. We're going to have our little fence, our little welcome mat, my little neighborhood, my little bullshit. You guys are out there busting your ass in the heat, freaking, you know, ducking bullets, scared shitless. And Americans all over this country that aren't serving are buying a bigger house. It's, it, was, it was completely ridiculous. Wow. When we should have been investing in our businesses and investing in marketing and investing in advertising, exteriorizing with our money. See, that's what you should be doing with money. You should be pushing money out so that more money comes in. And, 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 and the reason Americans own homes today is because the banks sold this idea to you guys after World War II. Okay? Americans were coming back from the longest war we'd had. And the banks are like, whoa, whoa, dude, this is going to be ugly, man. These All these guys are coming back. We need to loan some money out because the war is over. Because they made a bunch of money in the war. Now, we need, well, what are we going to do? Dude, we need, we need to give them loans. We need to give them boys and girls loans. Yeah. And the American dream was created in America. And it was called a home. Mm -hmm. 
and they put you down at 25, 25 10th Street. And they said, this is your home. You can get this home with no money down. Right. And now become an employee and you exactly. got a pension. And, yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. And, they, and they locked America down. Who made, who made all the money on the housing industry? The banks did, man. The banks made it, man. a year. Yep. So in 30 years, they're going to make 1,800% on that house. Mm. So uh, your question, right, is, hey, how do I get everybody on the same page? Yeah. You guys got to rethink everything you're doing right now. Money at the bank, money in a retirement account, money in the house, money in the kids. You know, you got, you got, you got families right now planning a college, college for their babies. Dude, guys, fund your own life. Who made all the money off the college thing? <laughs> the colleges, the banks. The banks. In the banks. Like everyone else, everyone else but you. <laughs> Harvard, Harvard's got $38 billion in pension funds. You know what they put all their money in? Oh, my goodness. Income property. Okay, if you go on Google Map right now and look at the University of Harvard, then I want you to take in like six miles around Harvard University, look up who owns all that property, man. Oh, no way. Wow. Guess who owns it? That is wild. That the is Harvard so- Pension Fund. <laughs> man, that is so crazy. Crazy, uh, dude. Guys. Okay. The bank, I'm going to end with this last thing, man. Get yeah. your wife on the same page. You guys got to get your wife on the same page, okay? Check this out. The Bank of America will lend you money to buy an apartment deal, but they will not lend you money to buy Amer- Bank of America stock. That is so true. Now, which one do they believe in the most? Okay, rather than rather than a vet buying a, their own home, they should be looking for sixteen units to buy. Buy sixteen units and rent where you live. Go rent at some nice place where there's security, a nice swimming pool that you don't have to clean up yourself. By the way, get you a swanky ass place, man. Get you the nicest, securest, best neighborhood, best schools. And, and, and if they don't treat you right, then move out after 12 months. <laughs> well, and then go to another nice, swanky place. Man, apartments are a great deal. Right. And then take all the money that you, you would spend on a house and go invest in real estate that will pay you and your family and your grandkids. That's right. Long after the, uh, that you, you, can, uh, you can produce money. Yeah, that is fair, man. That's absolutely fair, you know, or at the very least, because it's that mindset, right? That you feel like you got to establish your home. Like, and it's not a home yet. You're still transitioning. You're still moving place to place. It's a house, right? It's just a place of shelter. So either rent or use your VA loan to grab a four unit. Like, don't just go in and grab one, grab a bunch, right? Yeah. Plant that 10x your mindset, 10x your success. Think long term, grab as much as you can, and then just keep moving forward. That is awesome, Grant. So many awesome nuggets, man. Thank you so much. This has been a Anytime phenomenal. you guys want to do this again, man, I, you know, I got, I got a busy schedule, but I'll do anything yeah. for you. Hey, Abs- we're, we're actually looking forward to having Mrs. Cardone on too. I think we're working on that, getting that scheduled, but um, she's going to have, a, she's gonna have yeah. an amazing impact on uh, not only military spouses, but females in the military and out and just everybody who's looking to build an empire. So we're excited yeah. about that. She's awesome, man. She's an awesome chick. Ask her yeah. if I'm really 10X though. Okay. Make sure you. Okay. Have- ah, All right. We will we'll do. We'll do. So, all right, Grant, how can our folks get in contact with you, man? Uh, you know, just tell them to grab the book, man. Tell them to grab the book, and then we'll follow up from there. Grant Cardone or CardoneCapital.com forward slash book. Outstanding. All right, guys, you heard it here. Take hey, Grant, care. Hey, Thanks. if any, any of you guys want to tell you what, any of you guys, any of your people want to invest with me at Cardone Capital, uh, put a minimum of 10 grand in there, and I'll send you the program for free. Program right. for free. You heard it. Okay, the program's 10 grand. So you can buy the program for 10 grand or you can invest 10 grand with me and I'll give you the program. Boom. Look at that. All right. Show notes it is, guys. Website, though, for bets only. (laughs) Roger that. Thank you so much, Grant. You're the man. We'll catch you later. Thanks a lot. See you on the tarmac. (laughs) Great. Outstanding. That was so electric. Thank you so much, Grant, for coming on to the show. Thank you so much to his staff for helping us coordinate the interview. If you guys want to take advantage of that special offer, you have seven days, all right? Seven days, so make sure you act now. Email invest at cardonecapital.com. I've got a link for it in the show notes page. Make sure you send them an email and reference the fact 
that you heard the offer through the Active Duty Passive Income Podcast, all right? Remember, you've got seven days to take advantage of it, so don't miss out. Also, hit the subscribe button, all right? If you haven't hit it yet, you need to hit it now. We've got so many awesome people coming onto the show, both folks that are doing big things and folks that are just getting started, so you don't want to miss out on any of it. And as always, make sure you check out www.activedutypassiveincome.com. If you are ready to get started in real estate investing, we will show you the way. Later. Later.